Hello, Rip City! To all of you here in town and in every corner of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful Sunday, the 22nd of July. You are listening to the Pilot Trailcasters. I am Keith Feltner Smith. Here with me, as always, the daring, the dashing, the beautiful, and the bold, Brandon Goldner. What's up, B? What is up, Keith? And if you want to reach out to Trailcasters, you always can. That's going to be at Trailcasters on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Emails, those definitely work. That's going to be Trailcasters at gmail.com. We also have a website, just Trailcasters.com. But the most important thing, and I usually slow down for this, we're going to want your five-star reviews, whether they are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, doesn't matter. What does matter are those five-star reviews because more reviews, holy shit, more reviews (laughs) means more people, and more people means more fun. Can't talk. Keith, how are you doing? I am baking inside of my apartment. No windows open, no AC. I'm going to start sweating, but how are you doing? You know, I feel like that may be the fastest I've moved all day right there, trying to run by the mic and yell five stars. And that I probably scared go, oh, the shit out still. of me. That was, that, all right. But I'm, I'm discombobulated, but I'm good. Yeah. But I'm great. I have slowed down, and uh, I am here, and I'm ready for the show. Today, we have Alex Haig joining us uh, to help us get through the dregs of the NBA offseason. We're going to be talking favorite Blazers, maybe some least favorite Blazers, maybe some social media adventures, and we might even get some listener questions and comments in there. We're going to get right to it. But first, a word from our sponsor, Envy Adventures. Keith, have you ever flown by the screen so quickly that you kind of look like a plane? <laughs> well, if you actually want to get in a plane, you should check out Envy Adventures at envidventures.com. They can get you in a private chartered flight for as little as 100 bucks. you and a couple of buddies. You want to check out Portland? Want to check out the Gorge, Mount Hood? It's beautiful. It's summertime. It's sunny. It's a really good way you can just hang out with your partner or your friends or if you really or don't like... Or your podcast like, guests. Or your podcast guests. Or if you're like friends Ooh. with someone who's afraid of heights, you want to like really piss them off. Actually, don't do that at all it should be a lot of fun it's going to be envy adventures again flights as little as 100 bucks that's per flight not per person check them out envyadventures.com that's e-n-v-i adventures.com Alright, so she is a hilarious Twitter and Instagram follow, notorious Photoshopper and Blazer avatar creator. In fact, I am still rocking Mo Sharkless on my uh, Rip City Keith Twitter account. <laughs> Not to mention, she is the two-time Pacific Northwest Diddy Kong Racing Champion in the early 2000s. More than all that, she is our dear friend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Alex Haig. How are you? Uh, hey! I keep wanting to say, Alex, instead of calling you Alex, I almost every time I read it in my head as Owl Hicks, the, uh, the, the Twitter handle you have. <laughs> Most people know me better as that. Like, they address me as that in public, so that might work better anyways. I'm totally fine with it. Wait, wait, wait. Before yeah, we totally go into fine. the pod, what's this Diddy Kong racing championship thing? What? Oh, it's 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 true. It's definitely true. No need to fact check it. <laughs> I'm going to fact yeah. check it right now because... That's sure, off air. Off air. That's totally fine. Do it. Get back to me privately. That's fine. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I'll just... No, no need to fact check, but I will challenge that uh, at some point. I am a master Diddy Kong racer myself. We're oh, going to have to get together no. and throw down. We really <laughs> are. It needs to happen. That is right. Speaking of throwdowns, Brandon, have you uh, seen Miss Alex and Gracie's, a friend of the other friend of the show, Gracie Beans, their beautiful holiday video? And can you explain that one to the listeners? Yeah, I mean, it's a little tough to explain. I think that what I'm going to have to do is we're going to take just like one second, so we're not going to hear it. But listeners, you're going to hear just a quick snippet of this video. So you listen to this and you tell me what it is. We're extending our family to our Twitter family because they're the most important people in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my only friends. They are my only friends. <laughs> I rely on them heavily for uh, affirmation, attention, mm-hmm. uh, companionship. You know, sometimes it's, it's all I have. <laughs> this is my cat. <laughs> She's just happy sitting in her couch on my couch, as Gracie called it. Couchception. <laughs> right on cue. Okay, I don't know what to make of that. Not sure what it is. It is really funny. So, I, Alex, I did want to start with that, though, because um, you had, like, I think that you and Gracie had, like, teased this on Twitter, and Rip Twitty was just clamoring for this, like, secret video to be released. It was, like, it was, like, more important than when Frank Ocean was, like, hiding the release of his latest album. And it was, like, a live yes. stream. Secret than the like, secret tunnels. Hitting stuff with a hammer, and it was all weird. Anyway, so, like, what, what was that... And what was it supposed to be? Because it clearly, like, the end result was um, just really <laughs> funny and really irreverent. But oh, what, my God. Talk about that for a second. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gracie and I, I mean, we only met, like, what, a year ago on Twitter. 
But when we finally met in real life, we kind of realized we had the same obscure sense of humor. Like it was immediate. We were like, okay, so we're both like this. So (laughs) we kind of just decided that we wanted to film something. We weren't really sure what it was going to be. Um, And we decided, well, it's kind of Christmas season. Let's do some type of Christmas like gift idea video. But good God, I don't even know. I mean, when I I set the camera up and we just started, I mean, there's a lot of uh, stuff that was left out, you know, if you can imagine. Um, But yeah, uh, we didn't really know what we were going to do. It got weird. It got real weird. It was way too long, probably seven and a half minutes too long. Um, But we just decided to post it because whatever, who cares, right? Because Uh, we need this kind of insider access to you guys. Yes, it's... It's the content you guys all wanted that you didn't know you wanted, right? (laughs) Now, let me ask, actually, you said you guys only met like a year ago. Did you and Gracie meet at that first Rip Twitty meetup that we had at Spirit of 77? Was that your first time getting together? Yes. Wow. Um, That was the same weekend that Neela and Gracie had met like the day before, and then I met them. And then that's when I met Evan M, Evan Swords, like everybody. Oh, I think you guys. Yeah, I was there with you there. that night. That was the first night that I met most of you guys as well. Yes. I just feel so special that I was there for the for the <laughs> creation of, of Gracie and Alex and where this took off. <laughs> I, I was definitely not there that particular night. And uh, you all were probably better off for it. I do want to say about that video, though. Like <laughs> The thing I like most about it, and you should check it out. I think I'm going to throw a link in the podcast description because more people need to see it. The jump cuts and the audio edits. It was just really funny. Anyway, I... Uh, <laughs> Nicely done. It's like, uh, yes, I edited it and I was terrified. Like when I got done with it, I sent it to Gracie and she's like, we can't post this anywhere. I was like, I know I got carried away. Like all the slurping noises, like everything that I did. Are you making another one? That's the question I really wanted to ask. <sighs> you know, I want to, I definitely want to, um, maybe it's going to be a little Christmas in July action. I have no idea. Yes. Uh, there you go. Do it. We might, we might, you can look, look out for it. It might be there. <laughs> Perfect for the off season. Uh, I actually yes. want to go back to last season, the Blazers last season. Let's talk about who, who did you most appreciate as far as the, the Blazers? Who did you watch uh, closest last year? Uh, who, who made you the happiest? And I guess I'm, I'm really bringing this up because I'm curious for both of you guys, if uh, a guy and gal, excuse me, if uh, if this person <laughs> that was your favorite is still a Blazer or if things have maybe moved on in other directions. And Alex, let's start with you. Who did you uh, who would you say was your favorite Blazer last year? Yeah, Um I mean, it's not it's not a happy time for me right now. I don't do well with change. So my favorites last season were coincidentally Ed Davis and Shabazz Napier. So them Uh, leaving, which was like my one internal like, please, for the love of God, don't do this to me like happened (laughs) Um, mainly just because I don't know. It seems like sometimes in the league, like on other teams, not our team. There are so many cocky players and that's just so unattractive to me, not like on a physical, but just like it's unattractive. I don't want to watch those type of people. So to see players like Ed Davis and Shabazz Napier who do the work, they're quiet about it. They they just come in when they're needed and they go back to the bench. Like, I love that. I love guys who just want to contribute. Well, and like, you're not the only one who liked Ed Davis in particular. I mean, Dame was pissed that he got traded. Mm -hmm. And I do want to mention this because it's important. Uh, It was Casey and Joe on the Rip City Report actually mentioned, I mean, this isn't the first time that happened either, that Dame had like made a connection with someone that got traded. Uh, Before that, it was Tim Frazier. Uh, before mm-hmm. that, you know, he was close to Nick Batum. It's like it keeps happening yeah. over and over again. So yeah, no, yeah, that was that was no good. So with both Napier and Davis in Brooklyn, are you now like yep. a sort of de facto Brooklyn Nets fan? How does that work? <laughs> um, I will always follow certain players that leave. Like I will always follow wherever Evan Turner goes. I will always follow him because he's a great, <laughs> nice. a great social follow. I'll follow Shabazz and and Ed because I, I love them. I still follow um, Alan Crabb, like Will Barton, Mason Plumley, a couple of my favorites from past seasons. But yeah, I don't, I can't be a fan because I just don't have the room in my heart or my life for another team. But I'll definitely root for them. At least we do still have a uh, Evan Turner here in town. I, like I, I get that we we lost Ed Davis, we lost Shabazz, and it is kind of nice at least that they're all playing in one place. So it's not like we have to follow multiple different teams to keep up. Yeah. You can just catch a Brooklyn game now and then, maybe. Yeah. But uh, 
Evan Turner, though, like you said, the social media follow alone is is worth having him around or at least just keeping uh, track uh, of him. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> so how dare you be previewing a segment we haven't done yet? Yes. Uh, one more thing about like, like Blazers who aren't, here, who aren't here anymore, and then I, I'm going to give who my favorite was last year. Will Barton getting paid in Denver, well-deserved, and in like yes. an environment where people were getting a ton of money. I'm so glad he got paid just to say that that made my heart sing. Um, Another player yes. that uh, Dame was pretty close with, too. Uh, he and Barton, yeah. oh, I that's remember, right. yeah. had a pretty good connection. It's yeah. almost like Olshay is purposely fucking with Dame at this point. <laughs> like, is that out of the question at this point? Like, I think you're giving too much credit to Neil Olshay's brain. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, I'm here for the Olshay slander. Um, all right. If you could think that far ahead, you would think that he would have had some better plan this year than just yes. like, oh yeah, I counseled Ed Davis to get out of town. It seemed like the yeah, best idea. what? Oh, my God. No, anyway. Who's counseling Olshay? Yeah, who's who's watching the watchers? All right, so in in preparation for this question, I had to like search like the black sooty mass of my soul. What? And the thing so is, like, research? yeah, well, wow. not research, but like search within myself, right? Like I had to really kind of reflect upon who do I most connect with. I thought it was a little bit too lame to go with you know one of the big two because um, I really wanted to say Dame. Um, but I felt like I couldn't do that. So I'm going to say Alfred Gaminu was my favorite player last nice. year. He's still here, very happy about it. And one thing, I, Keith, I wanted to ask you about, we've talked about this a little bit before, but like I think it was, uh, yeah, it was Team Mom. It was Tara who kind of kept pointing out when when he drives, right? When he like he's on a fast breaker, it's like watching a butterfly. Like It's very unpredictable. You don't know where it's going to go. And I feel like his <laughs> handles have gotten better. Um, Keith, like on a scale of like not at all to very, how confident are you when you see Alfred Camino and he has a ball in his hand? How, how confident are you that he's not going to turn the ball over? I do feel like he's gotten better at that. That's part of the reason why I like him more this year than I did in years past. And what are your feelings on that? I, I'm, I'm more confident in, I was more confident this year than I was in previous years for sure. The, the controlled chaos has definitely gotten a little more control, a little less of the chaos going. And I, I can certainly appreciate that more than that, even just the three point shooting, uh, came up for him. And that was a, a real tool. I'd be curious to know which one he's going to work on more this summer, you know, because those are both tools that he's added. And it's kind of unusual because Farouk kind of added those late in the game. But it does seem like if he if he added those and it was so effective, he's got to keep working on them. Do you think I don't know? I I bet he's going to be, continue to be more of a three point shooter than a ball handler. But I don't know if I want that to go away either, especially yeah. if we're looking at if we're looking at a roster that is not going to be, let's just say, contending this season. I mean, maybe not. They might not reach contention in the West this year. It's a tough, tough uh, West. Out. It's not nothing to do with our weak roster or anything, but if that's <laughs> has nothing that's to do the with the, the fact that they're leaking talent and pissing <laughs> off their best player. But but if that's where we're looking, then maybe I want to keep the Al Farouk Aminu handles alive, just so we have some entertainment to go along with Evan Turner's uh, social media. Well, and speaking of <laughs> yeah. entertainment, there's something else I love about Al Farouk Aminu. It's not just him as a player on the court; it's off the court. I mean, I don't know if either one of you practice yoga. Uh, Alfred Minu sure fucking does. I don't know if either one of you meditate, huh. but he sure fucking does. And like when he was talking about his ideal day, like you have so many, it, Alex, it kind of goes back to what you said about like, you don't want to like follow someone who's like an ego head. He's like mm-hmm. the opposite of that. Like he's super chill. He meditates. He does yoga. And just like when, I don't know, have you read anything about what Alfred Minu does off court? Cause I will say kind of the way he presents mm-hmm. himself sort of matches his pursuits off court and that he doesn't, it just seems like he's, he's doing the healthy stuff and uh, yeah. doesn't seem like a jerk, which also makes it easier to follow him. Obviously he's got yeah, a music he's... thing going too, right? He's got the, what, Oh, what? does he? Doesn't he have some sort of music thing? I don't know if he's playing music or if he was trying to DJ or something. I thought like he had some sort of pursuit like that. I'll see if I can find that. Sorry, Alex, go ahead. No, I wouldn't oh, be no, surprised. I was just, just going to say, I like Amina too. I mean, especially toward the end of the season, he he was really contributing. It was awesome. He like You could tell he was really enjoying his minutes. Like He was he was stoked when he was out there. Um, but I think it's funny that you said he was like a butterfly, how you don't know how he's going anywhere. It's like, <laughs> that is a very nice way of saying it. Um, but yeah, it kind of reminds me of when Will Barton was on our team. He did the same thing. He would dribble so yes. high. Right. And it was just so scary. It was like any time. And in the paint. And you're just like, dude, what are you doing? But somehow <laughs> it comes out on the other end and it's all right. I would love to I, see Barton and Aminu on the floor at the same time. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I gotta say, too, I don't even know. besides uh, besides Aminu's handles and the three-point shot that we're talking about, this, I'm gonna hold this up to the camera here so you guys can share this with me, but this was by far, in a way, like, the, the best 
photo I've ever seen of a blazer. He just looks completely, just completely blasted what was out of his, his mind. What was he going for? Wait, like, what was I that? Keith, can you describe in a thousand words, because that's how much it takes to describe a picture, what is the picture you just held up for people who are listening, because we're not a video podcast? So we've got Aminu, it looks like, I think, in the Blazer locker room, and he's wearing a division champion shirt uh, from last year for the Blazers. So shout out. <laughs> yes, nice one. Uh, division, always good to celebrate yeah. the champions. Yeah. <laughs> division oh. champions, Summer League champions. We are champions all over the place. This is a great year for us. Uh, but yeah, he's oh. sitting there in his division champion shirt, and his eyes are barely even slits. Like, it looks like me on my stoniest day, or like just getting out of bed. <laughs> uh, That's how he, he looks yeah. all the time, though. That's the thing. <laughs> he does. It's true. It, he has default stone face. That's true. <laughs> He's wait, like a totem pole. Resting <laughs> stoner face. <laughs> He's like a totem pole. <laughs> wait, wait. Speaking, speaking of summer league championships, uh, really quick aside, and then Keith, I want to hear your favorite player. But Alex, have yes. you ordered your Blazers 2018 summer league championship shirt from Evan yeah. McCarthy, Evan M? Have you ordered it? So I'm going to, as soon as I find out that I didn't get the best comment on one of the YouTube videos that was promoting his shirts, because how I try to do things is I try <laughs> nice. to use my humor to win free shit. So if that doesn't work out for me, okay. totally, I'm buying it. I mean, but yeah, of course, I got to get it. Your humor won you a free spot on this podcast. We usually ask guests to oh my pay God. 50 bucks. We wave that. Seriously? No, of course wow. not. <laughs> I'm so honored. Thank you, guys. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, just really quick. Go to evanm.com, order one of these shirts. They're amazing. That's it. I just had to, I just had to put that in there. It, it has yes, nothing to do with the fact that he and I played disc golf today and that we're friends in real life. Nothing to do with any of that. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is great. We should, uh, we, we were given enough shout outs so far with Gracie and Tara and Evan. We should just have like a giant group podcast at one point. Uh, did you oh let's actually give another shout out to, uh, Eric running the Locked On Blazers podcast? He just had, I think, five or six people on for their podcast the other night after the Summer League Championship. And that oh, was a pretty nice. entertaining listen. So if you haven't heard that one yet, go and check that out. Huh. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. So now we're not shouting out other pods as well as uh, all our Twitter friends. So when the hell are they going to shout us out? That's what I'm listening for. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Give some trailcasters love out here. Just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> we've talked about the Blazers that we were most appreciative of last year. Alex, who was your least wait, favorite wait, wait, Blazer wait, wait, last wait, year? Wait, Keith, you can't what? escape this question. Who is yours? I want to hear your favorite Blazer. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh. Keith. Oh, Jesus, Keith. I'm supposed to have an opinion. Look, I'm like the photographer here. I'm behind the camera. I just ask you guys these things. Okay. <laughs> oh, dude, uh, come on. No, honestly, I think my favorite Blazer this last season, again, like you said, Brandon, outside the big stars, and everyone knows I'm a Nurkic fan, so I feel like that's kind of too easy as well. I'm a huge Nurkic supporter. I think he's the franchise or the center this franchise needs. But uh, Baldwin, man, the, the same way that we just saw him just Ooh. kill Summer League. Baldwin, yeah. at the end of last season, he had such explosive defense on James Harden and some of these games right at the end of the year that I remember even thinking like when that was happening, I was like, oh, this is something to watch for. This will be the future for us. And especially when with a season where we already showed so much defensive improvement to have a guard with that length and showing that kind of fiery lockdown defense. It seemed like, you know, a, a great bright sign for us going forward. Little did I know how much uh, not so bright signs this offseason would contain. I mean, <laughs> is your opinion of him at all influenced by his really, really good summer league performance? You just basing this off last year. We didn't, we didn't set up rules before, so it doesn't matter. I mean, that's fine if it does, but like, I'm just wondering, no, like, did you kind of maybe did that factor in your decision making at all? I mean, I honestly, I do remember watching those games last year and being super impressed. Like, whoa, where is this coming from? What is this going to be for us in the future? Is it sustainable? And then seeing him play this summer, I don't think it made me more aware of it but it did kind of encourage me to be like yeah this yeah. is a thing he did this all summer league so this could be something that he you know picks up and I, I gotta be honest too part of it could also just be the fact that i enjoy having someone who looks kind of like a brandon roy if i squint a little bit like it looks like brandon roy's back <laughs> on the court <laughs> he does uh, he does a little no he totally does and about his name so alex wade baldwin the fourth are you up or down on the fact that he has the one V on his jersey? Would you rather it be a four? Would you rather him drop it all together? Are you good at the Roman numerals? Because it is. It's the one V, right? It says Baldwin one V on the jersey. Yeah, the I would prefer Roman numerals to a number. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know his whole situation. Maybe he's like, <laughs> maybe he's just super stoked that he's the fourth. I mean, you know, it happens like. That's the same thing yeah. with my dad, my brother, and my grandpa, and my great grandpa. So I'm like, I get it. You want to do that? But oh, wait, like, seriously? Oh, seriously? Are they? Is yeah, your dad my, the fourth? Are your brother? Yeah, they're Benjamin Haig. There's four wow. of them. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> but really? they don't like you know write it all over the place. But they're also not NBA stars. You know that 
that could be a factor. So, so let me, let me ask you this. So when they're writing their name on something, it says, you know, first name, last name, do they then do mm -hmm. like Hague and then the one V do they include it as part of the last name? Like what's the protocol? I don't know. I'm the first one. See, I'm really original. I'm the first. Brand yeah. Ever, so it's like, I don't know. <laughs> super original um Very original. yeah no it's it just depends on like what they're doing like if they're both filling out a form that like they need to identify each other like they'll write my dad will write his and my brother will just be like i'm just benjamin Haig. you know like i don't <laughs> think it matters or sometimes if they're signing something fancy they'll do the roman numerals but i don't know well, See, this is the hard-hitting news that you expect for the trailcasters just want to say that All right, <laughs> you, you know what i kind of like though about the iv on there it, like specifically yeah. for baldwin the fourth as opposed to the third or the fifth that, that would come in line as well when you have it as roman numerals again baldwin bringing the defense to the floor it's baldwin iv it's the the shot the iv in your oh. arm the shot of defense so it's okay. uh, you know, that little hey yeah yeah I figure we should get someone me, to you know, design a shirt with that in it that'd be sick the oh, defense man, drip only i knew someone that made shirts oh Gosh, shit oh, oh, let's not man. think about that anymore <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, Keith. I just I, I had to make sure that you got no, your pick no. in there before we moved on. You know, I appreciate you making sure that I uh, remember that because I wouldn't remember. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> off season blazes, off season blazes in the off season. Who has a, I, I guess, but yeah, forget the least favorite blazers thing, which, which blazers off season has been your favorite and least favorite. Who have you seen doing the most Alex or doing the least? What have, uh, what have you been checking out so far for the blazers and what they've been doing with, uh, when well, basketball is not happening? I will tell you what Keith, uh, since I've been watching closely, uh, the summer league <laughs> and all of the blazers practices, uh, uh, I've Ooh. I've been very in uh, on everything. That, I can that tell you. Like I can tell response. you this now. Sounds like a yes. <laughs> I, I've watched every single summer league game, and um, I can tell you that my favorite thing so far has been just the team camaraderie. You know, everybody uh, that's on the roster. I don't know who it is. Uh, I'm just very excited. <laughs> For them. No, um, in, in all honesty, the little that I have paid attention in the summer league, I got to tell you, I have to unplug because I'm so involved with like yeah. everything when the season's up. Like I got to take a break in the summer. So I'll be real with you. But I'm excited oh, about Wade Baldwin, too. Like, I, I think it? he's awesome. And it's not even specific about Summer League either. Like, we've got lots of Blazers who were nowhere near Summer League. I know Dame and yeah. I think what Myers came down and watched some of the games, but Myers has been playing in LA, uh, playing with MB yeah. and some of those other guys. I know that we've, uh, I'm sure we've all seen those shots of how much Myers' game is, I'm sure, improving while he's out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, I can let me slide in really <laughs> quick just to say okay. if, if either one of you follow Myers Leonard on Instagram, I do because he yes. fucking blocked me on Twitter. Thanks, Myers. Um, <laughs> I remember, by the way, okay, I, I remember why he blocked me too. And you know, I'm not going to get into it. It's a story for another day. I'm going to tell it later. But anyway, so I'm blocked on Twitter. I've asked people, could you maybe ask them to unblock me just so I can make fun of him again? No, just kidding. But I follow him on Instagram. He's working out Joel Embiid. And I did like, so it's funny. If you follow Joel Embiid, then you will see similar pictures to the ones that Myers Leonard's post. The gym looks the same. The other players are the same. They're both playing. But it's very interesting because Myers Leonard's feed has pictures that show him in a very positive light. Joel Embiid shows pictures that show him in a very positive light. <laughs> totally makes sense. And there's this one picture in particular I tweeted about at Golden PDX on Twitter, if you don't follow me already, that it was Joel Embiid was like basically dunking on Myers and Myers like, oh, like looking away. Like, oh, he's like wilting. And it was just like, I don't know, like, I, I, I Myers is a good dude, right? And obviously he's better at basketball than me, probably, I, I assume. Yeah. Um, but I do have to say, it feels like Myers is living his best life, making $40 million over four years to not play basketball except during the summer, and then he gets to play with Joel Embiid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just had to mention that. Get, but even even gets to play with Joel Embiid seems so generous, from <laughs> at least from that one photo. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I do don't know. I mean... Though. Oh, sorry. Oh, go, go, ahead, ahead. go ahead. No, no, you get in okay. there. Alex, well, get in there. I uh, Myers just want to make is... sure I can talk over the guests as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah perfect. Classic. Um, I, I think Myers is like, you know, it's kind of like, uh, if you get some special treatment when you're in school, like the teacher's like, wow, good job, Alex, you did this. And everyone's looking at you like, fuck you, Alex. And you're like, dude, it's not me. The teacher likes, likes me. I, I don't know what to tell you. That sounds That's like, like Myers. It, that sounds like it's coming from a real experience. Do you want to explain that a little bit more? <laughs> oh God, no, I was a horrible student. That wasn't me. That was just like my warped yeah, sense of my memory. Um, but Myers can't help it that he's getting paid. Right. I mean, he's trying to, at least he's being active on social and, and showing us, hey, I'm working out, I'm practicing, I'm working with people right. that are better than me. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel. I mean, people that are better than me could be literally almost any other NBA player. But leaving <laughs> that aside, uh, speaking of social right. media, and we had mentioned 
Keith, I think you maybe inadvertently or totally on purpose teased it earlier about Evan Turner. So last year, the dude has a dump truck fall into his pool. And by the way, I, I've told this story before. That's like on one of my running routes. It's like up into the hills, kind of uh, westish of PSU. So I've seen his house before, saw the, the big gaping hole in his hedge and his fence, the dump truck went into his pool. That was last year. So this year, um, Evan Turner, if you don't follow him on Instagram, you should. If for no other reason, he is definitely a fashionista. And I wanted to I wanted yes. to bring this this point up and get like kind of fake outraged about it. So he posted a picture <laughs> of himself shirtless, but he had like he had some pudge. Like he looked like he was out of shape. <laughs> so Alex, are you up or down on players immediately after the season ends getting horribly out of shape and then having to work themselves back into shape over training camp? Or like as a fan, do you think that they have to like stay in shape all summer? Like are you up or down on him getting out of shape and showing his fat belly for everyone to see? Honestly, it happens so soon after the season ended. How do we know that's not what he looked like during the season? We've only seen him with his jersey on. So, like, to me, it's not like he let himself go immediately. It's like, maybe he just always has been, like, a little fat. He just revealed it. Yeah. And let's be clear here too. We're not talking about like a Raymond Felton cupcake scenario. No, 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 no. no. But but, no. but certainly not certainly not the body that you'd expect uh, an NBA player to to pull off the shirt and look a little less like chiseled stone, a little more like uh, you know some 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 marshmallows stacked up, some cheesecake. He's no shirtless Ed. I'll tell you that. <laughs> He's no shirt off Ed. Well, I mean, that's yeah. like, and that's, I mean, there are some players in the league that are just a little bit like, you know, they look more normal. Like Zach Randolph comes to, comes to mind. Like Zach Randolph has like been like, he's in the hall of fame for like softest looking players ever. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins is another who seems like he's like kind of perpetually out of shape. Um, it, yeah. it would be amazing if that's just how he looked the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's tough <laughs> because it's like, it's like you want players to, I, I mean, Shaq, said it it was a, a, a you know back in the early 2000s he's like you know i don't get re- i get rehabbed on company time so like during the off season like he would notoriously not really take care of himself and like you know he'd come in like really out of shape and you have to work into it and like the problem is i feel like evan turner has had kind of slow starts to the season is in the mm. last couple of years and so i mean does that contribute i don't know keith are you outraged about the fact that evan turner isn't completely shredded during the summer well, I mean, even even to say he isn't completely shredded, and you said it earlier, the horrible shape he's in. I'm looking down at myself here, man. Like, what kind of shape am I in? Then? Uh, <laughs> no, I <laughs> but, don't. But honestly, <laughs> but honestly, though, uh, I, I do want to point out one difference between these two guys in particular, and let's kind of like focus on this social media thing that we've been kind of uh, talking about already in different aspects for the show so far. Um, Myers. There's a lot of Myers haters out there, and a shout out to at Rip City PDX, one of our listeners, saying he'll fight any Myers haters. So I'm sure we're going to get some uh, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful challenges after this show. Uh, but this is my point, though. Myers Leonard, he gets a lot of haters on Twitter, and he doesn't really respond himself. Like you said, Brandon, he tends to block people and just shut it down. Evan Turner, on the other hand, when people come at him on social media, I'm sure you guys have yes. both seen this, he calls them out. I've seen yes. him, like, you know, verbally slap some dudes around on Twitter. Uh, someone challenged him at one point to, like, a kind of, they were fake challenging him to a boxing match, and he comes out and says, yeah, let's do this. Let's set it up. Let's, <laughs> let's get you in a ring. Has that happened yet? <laughs> Did that happen? Not that I've heard of. Okay. I got to follow up on that because that would be a great thing to see. I definitely want to find out about that. That's why Evan Turner is my favorite follow. He's my favorite blazer. I I don't, (laughs) a lot of people don't like hearing that, but he is my favorite. Like he's so him and I love it. I just love him so much. No, he's dope. I mean, and honestly, it seems like everyone else loves him too. Um, I, I mean, obviously, you'd wish that on the court, he did a little more to justify $72 million. Uh, Alex, I did want to ask you though, Sticking on the social media theme, I mean, it's summertime. It's you know, and and look, the NBA has become. I mean, our 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 podcast is clearly the evidence of it. The NBA has become a twelve month <laughs> sport. Like we're just constantly talking yes. about basketball. Like, um, are you? We can't even get a week off. Me and Brandon keep arguing about like we're trying to both take time at true. different points to like say like you know let's not <laughs> podcast this week. And every week is like no, we're podcasting. Well, okay, so here's the <laughs> fucked up thing is that we were totally going to take this week off, and then I don't know what it was, but like that fucking video of you and Gracie like popped across my screen. I watched it like fuck, we have to have Alex on like, and we got to get Gracie on too. I think that'd be dope. Um, yeah. So, so um. You know, there are players who approach social media differently. I mean, that's as diplomatic as I can say it. Like you said, Keith Myers Leonard, you know, gets up in his feelings and blocks people. Evan Turner kind of fights back. And then you have people like Kevin Durant, who like apparently need like burner accounts to like defend himself. And now he like recently like 
picked a fight with some teenager who has an NBA Twitter account and like had yeah, some I actually like decent. Oh my god! Seriously, so <laughs> Alex, what do you feel about professional basketball players who are highly scrutinized, but who do have an expectation to be accessible to the media and who they know their lives are kind of in a fishbowl? What is your opinion about? about players getting pissed off at us common folk on social media. Are you cool with that? Are you not cool with that? Um, I'm cool with it because common folk, if we want to call ourselves that, you know, (laughs) we don't myself have any idea or insight into what their lives are really like. All we know is our interpretation of the reporting, our interpretation of what we see on TV and the games and our interpretation of their lives on social media. And if we're coming at them and we're provoking them or shitting on them needlessly, you know, on every forum that we can find, yeah, they have every right to be upset or talk back. I mean, yes, they're in the limelight and they're professionals, but they're still humans. And if they want to defend themselves against people who probably have no legs to stand on, then I say they should. I think that that that's fair and that makes sense. Where are you specifically on the burner account thing? We saw it with the 76ers former GM <laughs> Brian Colangelo. We've seen it with Kevin Durant. Like, do you think that players should have the option of doing it anonymously, or do you think they have to like own it? I think they're just people. I mean, okay, no, I think a burner account. I think Kevin Durant is is snake, and uh, he has a burner account, and that's <laughs> embarrassing as fuck. Yeah. Um, but we all have anonymous accounts. Like, I mean, we have Reddit, and we have like whatever i don't know how many accounts how many different twitter accounts that people i follow have you know so like if we're allowed to do it and we feel the need to do it and they feel the need to do it that's embarrassing but i mean whatever dude it's not hurting anybody except them it's just embarrassing them i just i just want to say i only have one burner account and it's at rip city keith and that's the only one that i have i I was gonna say i have a whole bunch of burner accounts that's where most of our subscribers come from oh amazing oh that's a good move thought our listenership two dozen people seemed a little high (laughs) keith where are you on this whole like social media like clapping back at people burner accounts like do you have any thoughts on this i i okay so for me social media the very form and function of it you have to have identity. I, I think there's too much problem with anonymity when people are, are on there trolling with kind of eggs and with a lot of, we, I don't know. It's, it seems to have changed a little more even with Twitter and uh, Instagram now than it was on like when Facebook was the real primary social media and the kind of anonymous trolling on there, I think maybe was a little more, uh, I don't know, pointed, I guess, because now it does mm-hmm. seem like if you are doing that kind of stuff, you can be tracked down a little bit. I, I think in my opinion, the way that social media is designed is that we're, it's supposed to give us access to these people, like bridge the gap between celebrities and us common folk, you know, kind of let mm-hmm. us talk to each other. Like we are all of the same people. And so if you're going to do that, you got to keep your name on it. I don't mind them coming on. I don't mind Kevin Durant firing back or Evan Turner firing back, or I honestly don't even mind Myers choosing to abstain, like just choosing to like kind of separate himself. That's his right to do that as well. But I do think I have a problem when they are going to start getting on and getting like the fake burner accounts going, trying to act like it's not them trying to be zombie supporters or whatever. No, that that's, that's fair. Um, the only thing is and last thing on Kevin Durant, cause I, it is, it, it's making me just feel kind of gross. <laughs> talking about him, But like, it's just Icky. weird. It's like this dude, he's a fucking two time NBA finals MVP. He's been NBA MVP. He's been scoring champion. He's won two titles. He's amazing. Like why? Like you're at the pinnacle you're at like the zenith of power as a basketball player. Like I just, I guess I don't understand why it affects them so much. And yes, it's true. As Alex said, like they are just people like they're not robots. And I, I understand that. But to me, it's like, I kind of wish he could just be like, ah, it's not worth it. Like I have other shit I need to do. But then again, who am I to tell him what to do with this time? So and that's my two cents on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. I mean, I think that pretty much uh, does a lot of our, our social media coverage for this for this episode. I think that kind of wraps up a lot of topics. Uh, listeners, let us know what you think. Write us at Trailcasters on Twitter, IG, or Facebook, or email us at Trailcasters at gmail.com. Use those burner Alex accounts Hague. and let us know what you think. <laughs> yes, ask us all the questions from all the different burners. Thank you, Alex, for coming on the show. Please come back on the Trailcasters anytime. Bring Gracie. That yes. would be the real way to do it. We need to get both of you guys on Ooh, here together. Okay, uh, yes, we can do that. <laughs> get some live uh, live uh, skits going, live video. If <laughs> listeners wanted to contact you, what is the best way to do so? 
Um, I am on Twitter at Owl Hicks, O-W-L-H-I-X, and um, on Instagram. But I'd say I'm a better follow on Twitter because uh, I'm boring on Instagram. I'm not boring. sure about yeah, that. Yeah. I, I would say just like Evan Turner being the fashionista, I see some of those shots of you posing out there. You had, yeah. you had a great line with your uh, trying something on, and you're talking about, well, of course the champagne is bottomless. We're in Monaco. We're in fucking Monaco, darling. Yes. <laughs> uh, because it's embarrassing posting selfies, so I have to like compensate with humor. That's just my MO for my whole entire life. So just a little insight into me. <laughs> it's working for you, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll be right back with your questions. But first, an advertisement from our awesome sponsor, Clearly Speaking. Yes, and if you are a lawyer, a doctor, a professor, a teacher, a minister, a sales professional, a podcaster, anyone who speaks, any, and that's a lot of people. I think a lot of people are out there speaking on a regular daily basis. Yeah, I'd say Specifically, so specifically public speaking or let's say in any of those positions you would like to reduce some of your accent if you would like to reduce some of your fatigue that you deal with from speaking too much or having to speak over people all the time like your podcast partner when he interrupts you constantly hey uh, <laughs> you should you should go and speak to brenda nuckton at clearly speaking she is one of our old school listeners and also a licensed speech pathologist she has a master of arts in speech and hearing sciences so she knows how to help you get this stuff right you can check out her website at clearly you can contact her from there. And I mean, I know Brenda, we've talked about it before, but I just want to throw in as well. I met Brenda only just a few weeks ago after she's been supporting us for all this time. She was a wonderful person to talk to. And right there on the spot was already starting to tell me how I can improve my voice, my where I'm where I'm placing my voice and how to reduce fatigue. So uh, and see, again, I don't know why we, you called me on this last week. I'm saying fatigue instead of fatigue. Yeah, I didn't and say anything I, about it. That time, <laughs> you didn't though. say this time. I'm calling myself out, uh, <laughs> but I will not change it either. But if you would like to improve any of these habits, for yourself, go and speak with Brandon Nuckton at clearlyspeakingoregon.com. Welcome back. We've got a few other hot topics on the back burner. We'll be talking about some basketball camp pricing investigations eventually. We'll be talking about some reseeding of the playoffs, as well as some other experimental rules that they've brought up in the summer league and maybe some future rule changes we could see in the NBA. But today, we have the return of listener questions. We dropped a prompt out there for uh, the podcast today, and we got a few responses in from some of our classic listeners. Shout out all of you guys for sending it in, even when Brandon is not bribing you with his basketball cards. First up... That that is regular season and playoffs only my friend no summer league cards (laughs) first question coming in from at mitch all-star season anthony simons is my dad i feel like i have a a sneaking suspicion that this might be a burner count (laughs) how many fucking accounts do you have oh my (laughs) he's killing it anthony simons is dad mitch hanniger is his dad uh a lot of fathers are just yeah, great references. I love that he's not just going after like the the star players. He's going for the the, the bench warmers in the end of the. Well, I don't know what's what's Mitch Haniger for the Mariners up there. I you know I didn't even know who that was when I googled it after being curious. I realized he's a baseball player. And if you know me, you know <laughs> I even used to play baseball. I don't like baseball, so I don't know who he is. <laughs> All right, getting back to the basketball questions from our baseball friend. Thank God at Mitch All Star Season. He asks if Anthony grows to supposedly six foot eight. MVP and future Hall of Famer? Wow. So first of all, that probably referenced the fact that Anthony Simons is pretty young. He's 19 still, and it's not unheard of for players to continue growing after they're, you know, 18, 19. It's not totally out of the question. I'm not expecting him to grow anymore. What is his listed height? Is he listed at 6'4", I'm not sure while Keith is hopefully looking that up for me and bailing me out, he'll, he'll jump he in is, when he gets He's it. listed at 6'4", 180 pounds right now. So that'd be a 4-inch growth spur we'd be talking. Right. So, like, so I, I, look, 4 inches is out of the question, not happening. So even if... He's only 19. Yeah, he's not going to grow 4 inches. But um, even if he grows a little bit, I, I think really, uh, you know, taking the humor out of the question and addressing it seriously because we're very super serious on this podcast. <laughs> super. If you've heard the rest of this podcast, you know we are super serious. Yeah, about this is basketball. a serious episode with no laughing and no joking and no no tangents. It's completely <laughs> on track. We've had a very detailed outline ready for weeks in advance. I don't think that Anthony <laughs> Simons growing an inch or two or even four inches is really going to substantively change his ceiling necessarily. He's a really, really good shooter. He is very athletic. That is true. He hasn't 
He doesn't have the tightest handle in the world. He doesn't have the best passing vision in the world. Um, you know, he's not the most aggressive rebounder. Like, I mean, I only get to watch him, you know, got to watch him in summer league and the kind of the prep videos that came out the year before against lesser competition. I'd say the summer league stuff is obviously the best indication of the players he's going to be playing against once in the NBA. So this is a lot of talking to answer the question. <laughs> no, like I, I basically, I don't think that him growing a little bit is going to substantively change his ceiling because he doesn't have a lot of the other ancillary skills that could really benefit from him being taller. That's just my take on it. I think if I'm going to set a, a ceiling for Anthony Simons, whether he's a six foot eight ceiling, six foot six that he might grow to, who knows what. I would say with the shot that he has, the the basic fundamentals that he seems very clean on, especially for a 19 year old, uh, he's got some solid defensive fundamentals too, especially when he gets a little more size on him. I would say I would compare this guy, like you said, doesn't have the handles, but he's a great shooter, has the rest of that. Let's say that he could be a, a Clay Thompson type prototype, and so if we're going to say that Clay Thompson would be someone who, maybe not MVP, but would you consider Clay Thompson someone who might say might be looking at Hall of Famer at some point down the line? Yeah, I think Clay Thompson is as close to a lock as you're going to get for not being like a superstar. Um, for so not, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so I think I would, his chances would, are pretty good. I would say that uh, a Simon ceiling could probably be somewhere like that. I could say he could eventually potentially turn into a player like wow. Clay Thompson. Wow. All right, so everybody. Talk, so Keith that? just said that Anthony Simons is Clay Thompson. Is Clay Thompson. Just he want to remind Thompson everybody right that he said now. that. <laughs> just to be clear, I'm saying he is Clay Thompson right now. <laughs> no, I, I, right. I, I feel yeah. And, and, and yes, does height and length, does it help all aspects of your game? Yes. So I think that's a fair point. His shot is just so wet too. I can't wait to see it this season. I really, I'm more excited yep. about Simon's than I ever thought I would be. To be totally honest about it, uh, yeah, I feel the same that's way. That's how I go. I, I change my feelings all the time, and I have every right to. Next question coming from another old school listener at Reverend Romulus uh, Matthew. Are there any players you have your eyes on for two way contracts this year? Also, what's your favorite burrito in the Portland metro area? Wow, two questions that I'm not at all prepared to answer. I don't have <laughs> any favorites for a two-way contract because, I mean, that could either be like a, like a make good, like someone's coming off an injury, or it could be like a kind of a young unknown. And I'll be really honest, like I don't have anybody like that kind of on my radar. I mean... What about some of the summer league guys we saw? Any, any of the summer league roster that might be like a G League player, maybe a two-way contract with the Blazers? I don't know. I, what you know, Henson? Maybe I, I know that there's some chatter okay. about how well he had been playing, so that might be someone you might want to take a second look at. But I, I you know, I, I I'm real. I'm really. I'm not prepared to answer this question, Keith. <laughs> and the thing about the burrito. I, wait, really quick. The thing about the burrito is oh, like <laughs> I'm not prepared to answer that either. I like I like Mexican food and I like tacos. I go to Porqueno on Hawthorne. Porqueno, please sponsor us at some point. Like that'd be amazing. Yes, really good out. margaritas, great tacos. They don't have burritos there, so it's like. I don't really have a best burrito either, so I'm really failing on this question. Keith, can you do better than me on this? <laughs> well, I can do maybe a little better on at least part of it. I think the uh, in my mind, from the summer league roster alone, like you said, I'm not watching a lot of college players. I watch NBA basketball. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of the NCAA system or any of that stuff. As far as players we have seen from summer league that might already have a relation with the Blazers, and maybe they're not quite good enough to be on the bench, but they could be a G League player and maybe work up to a two-way contract. How about KG McDaniels? We saw a lot of good play oh. out of him this year. Uh, and the problem would be, kind of like you said, we're not really going to see him have any opportunity at getting that contract unless we had an injury to one of our other uh players of similar size and position, which would be one of our guards. And I really don't want to consider that kind of thing, especially when we haven't even started the season. I'm only thinking healthy thoughts for the Blazers right now. As for the burrito, um, the problem with me is I spent almost a decade living in Phoenix. Uh, and you, Mexican food down there and Mexican food in California, down in San Diego, where I've also lived. Burritos up here, outside of, you know, like a, a, a certain like more of a sit-down restaurant it's just not there's nothing that is standing out that much to me i i've always enjoyed the little uh uh taquerias the small stands you can go little yep. burrito shacks that, that i would roll through in arizona there's one right down the road for me here and so i would say Ooh. as far as my favorite burrito here in town not the portland metro area i'm down here in twalton but we've got a nice little uh shack down the road here and i i have to admit that i can't remember the name of it <laughs> i haven't been there in a while wait it's you live next to shack, shack. Yeah, yeah, you know, Shaq's, Shaq's burritos. That is my favorite burritos, is Shaq's burritos. That actually, this could get into a dirty uh, line of thinking real quick, so let's move on to the next question. Well, Shaq, wait, hold on a second. Shaq <laughs> did have, he had a candy bar. I remember oh, I got them for like 25 cents a piece at Fred Meyer when I was a kid. What the hell were those things called? If you know what the Shaq candy bar was called, write us at the Trailcasters, let us know. Yes, know the name yes, of the candy there bar. we go. I'm too lazy to Google it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> 
All right, next question coming from Xander Hamilton Reeves at Xander underscore HR. What happened to the G League team we were rumored to finally get? I remember reading people originally thought that the Curry press conference was to announce it. Do we need one to maximize player development? And also, any chance we use the TPE? And if so, on who? Uh, let's answer the second part first. The TPE is as good as dead. It's it's yeah. it's not happening. Thanks a lot, Olshay. Now, nice waste, Olshay. Yeah, way to waste it again, you slimy. Anyway, um, so <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not listening. Someone's listening. Waste man. Someone's gonna listen to this. And be like, Mister Olshay, they're talking shit about you again. <laughs> oh my god, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. He's gonna try and revoke our our credentials. Oh wait, we don't oh, have we don't those have credentials. Any, yeah. So Olshay, you can't touch us. Jokes on you. We're not important enough to matter. Um. So, <laughs> <laughs> um God, self burn, nothing like him. Um, but the first part of that question, I have heard rumblings that it's gonna be in Vancouver. Like I don't remember really? where I heard this from or where I saw it, but I heard rumblings that yes, it's something that it's you know it's not happening right this second. But yeah, there's gonna be a G League team. Uh, the NBA wants to get a one to one ratio so that all 30 teams have an affiliated G League team. So they want to get the G League up to 30 teams. And as we've heard again, shout to Casey and Joe on the Rip City Report, an excellent Blazers podcast. Check it out. They they have talked tons of times about the Blazers' biggest uh, frustration with their affiliation in Idaho, uh, in Boise, the Idaho Stampede, was how far away it was. It's not practical, right? They can't use the facilities. It's all that stuff. So right. they wanted to get something that was closer, maybe in like a Wilsonville or even a Salem, but Vancouver would be perfect. That's what I've heard. I don't know if it's like imminent or anything, but the latest I've heard is that it is coming and it's probably going to be in Vancouver. So that's my answer. Oh, I, I'm with you on that. I hadn't even heard that rumor, but I do feel like if we were going to get a G League affiliate, it would have to be, like you said, somewhere nearby, somewhere accessible for transferring back and forth. Right. And Vancouver would certainly fit for that. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like it should be that hard to find other places around town. There's There are Eugene, Corvallis, there are other large stadiums and venues and facilities that aren't that far from Portland. But Vancouver, I think, would, would make a lot of sense, and it would be bringing more basketball back to the Northwest, which is maybe, again, precursor down the road for Seattle talking about that stuff in the long run. Who knows? Well, and just really quick, like thinking about how Portland's becoming more of a sports town. I mean, the Timbers are doing really well. Blazers have been here for a while. Probably it's looking more likely we're great, get, get, gonna get that that major league baseball team. As much as I don't really like baseball, I think that are be we good really? For the city. You, is that is that looking yeah. like it's gonna happen? Yeah, the wow. scuttlebutt is that that's happening, and that the athletic. I mean, I I sort of yes. didn't really break news, but I mean they already have a presence here in Portland, so I didn't clarify that well enough. But I do have this is perfect. Why didn't I mention this? I have sources, Keith. I have inside sources. Multiple <laughs> sauces have confirmed that the athletic will be coming Blazers specific coming to Portland. I confirm this with multiple sauces. These sauces are delicious and reliable. Um one of them <laughs> was Castillas? one of them was a national sauce. Yes, exactly. Um but no, I, I had heard this um and so I did. I asked around a little bit and it said it, it's it's happening. And so that's pretty cool too. Um, then there is some potential kind of connection. You know how like there's that story from Carrie Eggers of the Portland Tribune about how Jason Quick won't be with NBC Sports Northwest for much longer. I think that's important to touch on too. And again, I'm sorry, I'm just throwing this I, in there. No, this is great. I was actually just going to tie this in. You're reading my mind. Please continue, sir. Oh, just to say that like, you know, he would be a great fit for the athletic. I think that one thing we can say is that you and I, thank God, we have a lot of flexibility. We can talk about how we don't appreciate Olshay and the job he's doing, right? But like other right. people like Jason at NBC Sports Northwest in that role, he can't do that because it's owned by the team. Those commentators have to be mindful. That's their career, their livelihood, the the income that they get from that. That's not a joke. And so like, I'm not trying to say like, oh, like they're just kissing the team's ass. Well, look, like if your boss is telling you don't talk right. shit about me and it's your career, you're not going to do it. And that, 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 that's, I think harmful for the fans engagement of the team and, and not a good thing. But at any rate, all this is to say that, yeah, Jason might be a good fit if the athletic does expand here. It sounds likely, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Do, do you think that Jason, uh, leaving NBC sports Northwest, uh, do you think this kind of came? I, well, let's not even ask if it came directly from Walshay because that's not anything we can actually know. But 
Is this related to something that Jason may have done wrong? Like, do you think this was like some affront that he committed to Olshay or the Blazers that yeah. kind of led to this? I think it's not just one thing. It's probably a series of things. One thing that was kind of puzzling, it was actually during the Rip, the Rip Twitty party when I met Alex for the first time. You met her last year. I met her for the first time this year. He tweeted about CJ being a dirty player, which that was right, like a bizarre right. tweet. But then, I mean, stuff like this... When Ed Davis was picked up by Brooklyn, remember, it was Jason Quick who said that he texted Ed Davis, and Ed Davis Ah. responded, I said I wanted to stay. That's not a narrative that the Blazers want out there, and it's stuff like that, but that's good reporting. That's what good reporters do. If he doesn't have the flexibility to do it at NBC Sports Northwest, like maybe it's good that this athletic is sounds like that they are coming to Portland. Maybe he'd be be a good fit there. He does have contacts, so uh, yeah. I I mean, it is so tricky. Sports media is very, very tricky, and I have friends and colleagues who have to be extremely mindful. And I'll be honest with you, like sometimes it kind of pisses me off. There was something that happened online somewhat recently. I won't go into details where someone made a statement. And then they had to kind of delete the tweet because they felt self-conscious about it. And I, I slid in their DMs like, why did you, that was a valid thing to say. And like, I, I, it's stuff like it sucks. It makes it, it makes it a lesser experience for the fans. Like, and so anyway, the more like independent sports media we can have the better. So I definitely welcome the athletic having like a Portland trailblazers presence here. It's going to be great. And, you know, we could probably dive into this a lot further, too, as far as the comparisons between uh, being allowed to speak your mind as far as press among sports and then the national uh, angle of this as well. Like, right. You know, the, the, the Trumpian stuff. And we've had comparisons before. Even we've heard people compare Olshay's tactics to kind of Trumpian sort of uh, strategies yeah. with, with the same kind of stuff. We will get into that at a future date. There's not nearly enough time. To I'm all hot and bothered now. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, listeners. And remember, you can write us at any time about anything, about any of this, preferably some sort of blazer time, but we will take all of your questions. Please contact us at any way that you can that Brandon is about to give you all the details for. All of the details, Keith. That's going to be at Trailcasters on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also send us emails, <laughs> trailcasters at gmail.com. We also have have a website just trailcasters.com but what's so important it's gonna be .com not not .eu not .anything else most important thing five star reviews please if you could Google Play Stitcher iTunes the Apple Podcast app whatever (laughs) it is you're using it's good we like them it makes the show feel good about ourselves and we need our egos to be stroked Keith could you please get us oh one more thing outro beats you're hearing them now Odar he brings them to you every week. SoundCloud.com slash Odar Beats. Keith, please now get us all the way out of here if you could. Was that like the creepiest way that I could do the five-star background thing? That was thing? so the, weird. You know? That was so weird. But I also loved it. All right. In closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Brandon, as always. Thank you, Odar, for the fat beats. Thank you to Envy Adventures and Clearly Speaking Oregon. Thank you, Alex, for joining us. And most of all, thank you, listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again. And please be sure to come back next week for the next edition of the Trailcasters. What if we did a whole episode where all we did was whisper? Just whisper the whole way through. Yeah, just the whole thing was whispering. Hey, Rip City, you're listening to the Trailcasters. Can you hear us here? Yeah, I'm going to slow down to say five-star reviews. <laughs> I don't think anybody would listen to that too bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, one episode, like a 20-minute episode at one point. It'll just, happen. Just do it like on, we should maybe April Fool's just do that. Um, <laughs> and people are like, what the fuck is this? And then re-release something later and that'd be good. Get, get a guest on here that's like absolutely loud too and so we'll whisper the whole way through and then when the guest comes in they're just like hey what's going on yeah we should get someone on who like we really don't care for just do that just to fuck with them <laughs>